Welcome to the Marriage Prep Podcast. I'm Nathan Hooper. And I'm Allie Hooper. In this podcast, we will give you all the resources that you need to go from dating or engaged to creating a lasting marriage that will bring you more happiness than you ever thought possible. Here, we're going to interview experts and discuss important topics like how to know if your partner is right for you. We will provide you guys a list of questions and conversations that you need to be having to make sure you're both ready for marriage and on the same page. We will even dive deep into topics like sexual intimacy, finances, how to have a fair fight, and a whole lot more to make sure you can step up to that altar with complete confidence. So subscribe now and make sure you guys don't miss any episodes and we'll see you in there. What's up, guys? Welcome to the Marriage Prep Podcast. This is episode eight, and this is a great, great episode. And today we're getting into the nitty gritty. We're talking about sexual intimacy. You've been waiting for it. Here it is. We are giving you guys a guide for your wedding night. So specifically, this episode is for those of you who are virgins, abstinent, like we were Christians who are trying to save yourself from marriage. This is who the episode's for because the wedding night can be very stressful. It's something totally new. You're getting naked in front of someone for the first time, hopefully. And it's, <laughs> hopefully. <laughs> and it's so scary. Yeah. It, it's it's so not scary. talked about a lot. Yeah. Exactly. So and we're... so it's hard to find like good resources for, because it's kind of like when it comes to sex, it's like movies and pornography and all these different things, or you can talk to your parents or someone else. That's kind of yeah. awkward. It's like, where do you go? And so we want to kind of give a resource here where we can share some of the things that we've learned, some great tips and tricks. Things we wish we knew. Things we wish we knew to make sure yeah. that your wedding night is as good as it can be. And then you have a great sex life and it just kicks things off on the right foot. For sure. Yep. So we're going to be talking about a few different things. Nathan, do you want to kind of give us a heads up on what yeah, we talk about? Absolutely. So we're going to dive into... First, we're going to talk about things you guys can do together to prepare and kind of just get ready. So we're going to talk about five different tips and tricks there to help you guys get ready for things you can do together. And then we're actually going to get specific on things that women can do and things that guys can do and things for you guys to be aware of yeah. for each individual. Things you might sex. not have thought about. Yeah. yeah. And so we're going to find a lot of value here. So make sure you listen in. You're going to love this episode, but we're, we're yeah, excited for it. For sure. So I'll just kind of go over those five things that we, like we said, that you guys can do together or talk about together. Just a quick outline. And then Nathan and I will sort of go dive a little deeper into each of those five topics. So the first one is just, be able to talk about and discuss sex openly with mm-hmm. your partner, which is super important. And then the next one is just have a talk about birth control, what your plan is. Just get on the same page about that. Right. Another one is there's this term that some of you may have heard of. It's like good girl syndrome or good boy syndrome. And we'll define that and talk about that in a minute. And then sexual preparation. So just things you can do to prepare yourself, your body, your mind, and then just good things to have. Yeah. So we'll we'll dive into each of those now. Totally. So first thing with these questions. We've been talking about the questions so much like on every single episode we talk about these questions just because we feel like they're so important. So if you guys haven't downloaded that yet, please go to our website. It's a marriageprepodcast.com forward slash questions. Download that PDF. It's six pages, has all these questions to help you guys get prepared for marriage. Make sure you're on the same page. Written by a therapist. Exactly. They're what we, Allie and I use to get prepared. But there's a whole section on there about sexual intimacy. That's going to provide you guys with a ton of value. So go over those questions, talk to each other, have that open dialogue because what we don't want to have happen is that you guys are completely like, don't talk about sex at all. It's totally taboo. It's totally forbidden. You guys don't even talk about it. And then all of a sudden you get married. Now it's okay. And now you guys are, it's going to be so awkward and so weird because it's never been something you've talked about, never something you've discussed. And so that's what we don't want. Want to make sure you're kind of at least getting a little Mm -hmm. bit warmed up. Maybe not physically, we're getting warmed up to the idea of it and just talking about it. And talking about it. Yeah. And so just... 
two maybe examples of some questions that we really like from that list. And there's a ton more. It would be like, what are your sexual expectations after marriage? Mm -hmm. So like in the church or just if you're kind of being abstinent um, before you get married, there is like people just don't talk about it. And yeah. um, you might have expectations that aren't realistic right. or maybe your expectations are just totally different. And so that can be tough. So if you talk about it, get on the same page, that can alleviate a lot of like this like, totally. weird feeling on the wedding night. Like, oh, I thought it was gonna be like this. Or yeah. you thought it was gonna be like that. No, and absolutely. just that weird, that weird thing. So be able to talk about that. Yeah. And kind of going on expectations, Ali, because like we talked about expectations before. And like if you're thinking that your wedding night is going to be like just like the movies where it's just so passionate, so steamy and just everything just happens so naturally, like maybe it'll be like that. And that's hopefully the goal, but it might not be like maybe you guys don't even have sex on your wedding night. And that's totally like normal. Yeah, and that's totally go fine. Pace. Go at your pace. But just make sure your expectations are dialed in. Or they're not like unrealistic or just going to be like, oh, this is the best sexual experience of my entire life. Hopefully it is, but it might not be. So just be prepared, get on the same page, make sure your expectations are in line with each other. Yeah. So that one spouse isn't expecting something that the other spouse is just completely like uncomfortable with, not expecting. Yeah, just, yeah. for sure. And that's a good rule of thumb with anything, but especially sure. with intimacy. Totally. And then another fun question is just like, what do you look forward to sexually? You don't have to go into too much detail because you're not married yet and you're trying to save yourself. <laughs> but right. just like, what do you look forward to? Be excited because mm -hmm. honestly, God created us as sexual beings totally. and every every body part on our whole body was created by him, including the sexual ones. Yeah. And so um, just understanding that and, and looking forward to things really helps it to take a little bit of the pressure off and just to think about some of the fun things that you can look forward to. Yeah, no, I totally agree. This is something that's healthy for you. It's something that's going to bring a lot of joy, a lot of happiness into your marriage. Mm -hmm. So just recognize for what it is. Yeah. And you know, you're going to grow and learn together. And that's going to be a really special thing. Definitely. And the next, the next point that we want to talk about is just birth control. And so this is something that a lot of people maybe don't talk about mm -hmm. or you just don't think about it. Right. And so if you don't make a plan for birth control, there's a good chance you could get pregnant. And yeah, so if totally. that's not, if you're not ready to like have babies right now, mm -hmm. I would say at least, and we'll, we'll do an episode in the future with yeah. uh, maybe like a gynecologist or someone who can talk a little bit more about your options there. But if I usually recommend at least two months before you're getting married, try to get on a birth control of some sort, ladies. And we'll, we'll talk about that in the future, like I said, but just make sure you're on the same page. Yeah. Some people like aren't comfortable with birth control and that's right. okay. But if you're not comfortable with birth control and you're going to be sexually intimate, you have to be prepared for babies, for right? Sure. So like have that honest conversation, maybe talk briefly about like family planning, like when do we want to have kids and mm -hmm. how long do we want to be on birth control? And that'll open up the doors to totally. a lot of conversations. Do you want to, Allie, do you want to give some, what are some like the most common birth control? Yeah, for sure. And I took a, I took a class on like sexuality and marriage yeah, so last she knows semester. Her stuff. So we dove really deep into a lot of these things. So if you guys ever have questions, you can message me and I can do my best to help you guys or send you the right resources. But with birth control, there's kind of some main ones that most of you girls have probably heard of. Guys might not be as familiar, mm -hmm. but the first one, this is what I've been using, but it's the IUD. There's lots of different types. That's a really effective way that you really don't have to think about as much. Yeah. So that's something that, that, they, that doctors can give you. The pill is another one, and that's something that you have to take it every night. If you forget, then you have you run the risk of potentially, depending on like where you're at in the month, getting pregnant, right? Yeah. So that's a great option, and it's really, if it's used effectively in the right way, mm -hmm. like if you take the pill every day, it's a really effective form of birth control, but it, it can be risky. And another one that's been around for forever is condoms, yep. and that's that's a good option, but it's less 
like I, I can't remember the exact percentage. And like I said, we'll talk about this later, but I want to say it's like in the 80% effectiveness. So okay. you just never know, like the condom could it break could rip, or yeah. like, there's mm-hmm. a lot of things that like you just aren't 100% sure on. Right. So I usually recommend like not just a condom. It's okay. If you feel like you want to be extra careful if sure. you're taking the pill and using a condom, but that's one that, that you want to be careful with. And then there are people who like genuinely consider the pullout method to be a method of birth control. That's Mm -hmm. a very ineffective form. It's very hard to do. If it's done correctly, it it can potentially lead to birth control, but it, yeah, it's not as effective. So just talk about what you're comfortable with. Some, some women have different like effects or consequences of taking certain birth controls Mm -hmm. that affect their hormones, their mood. So that's not worth it. So um, you want to make sure that you're comfortable with it and that you talk to a doctor. For sure. Make sure you talk to a doctor. It. Maybe talk to your parents or your mom. Just yeah. kind of make sure you have an idea. But definitely have a discussion on birth control on whether or not you want to have kids right away. You want to wait a little bit. Mm-hmm. You know, just make sure you're on the same page with that too. Yeah, definitely. Next one is the good girl and the or the good boy syndrome. And this is really common. And yeah. it comes from like, like we kind of talked about earlier where all your life, sex is this no no. It's a no no zone. It's bad. You don't you don't look talk about it. You don't look it up. You don't it's ask bad about thing. it. Yeah. It's a bad thing. We associate it with this bad evil thing. Exactly. And then all of a sudden you get married and now, oh, like this is fine. Like you're this good. This is good. Do this. Do yeah. this. This is a good thing. You're gonna it's gonna make you happy. It's gonna make you have be closer together. It's gonna make you more united together. But a lot of us can still have this like like subconscious or like this feeling of like, I'm doing something bad. I'm doing something wrong. And that can kind of hinder your sex life and hinder your relationship as well. Yeah. I remember like the shift for me was weird because when we were dating, it's like we do, we did have this like really strong attraction to each other Mm -hmm. and, and that's God given. And that's, that's a good thing, but we do have to learn to control that while we're dating. And even when we're married, you have to like, there's, there's different ways that you control that as well. But I just remember like any time that maybe things would get a little bit steamy or whatever. I'd feel <laughs> so bad. Not too steamy, like, guys. Not too steamy. Yeah, don't worry. <laughs> but like they'd get a little bit more maybe passionate than they maybe should have. Or right. we'd be cutting it close to a line or whatever. I remember like feeling like, okay, we can't let that happen again. And mm. you like, oh, do I need to talk to a bishop? And so then when you suddenly like you go from kisses that seem a little bit too passionate to being like in a bed together with no clothes on, making it like, yeah. that's a huge shift. And so totally. it's, so normal for you to be like feeling like oh mm, should i like you know that it's right and you know that you're married and you've you've already gone through and and you've been married and it's okay but mm-hmm. like how do you go backwards and change that thing that you've like that idea of sex that you've had your entire life to be this good thing right, right? totally and so yeah so that's something that that i think the the best way to overcome that is to change the way that you view sex now. Mm -hmm. So whether that is like reading certain books that are like positive about sexuality, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah. And I would say there's a couple books, there's a couple of resources that we invite you guys to check out. One website, it's called themarriagebed.com. This is one that Mm -hmm. I looked up a lot. It's it's a Christian website. There's there's no pornography there, but they're going to talk about a lot of these things. They're going to show you like, this is especially good for our next point, which is about like preparation, but they'll kind of show you some different like, Positions and different things like that, where it helps you get prepared, helps you understand that you what you're going to. You would never find anywhere else. Exactly, right? or yeah. you're not. At least if you find it somewhere else, it's probably not what you're not what you're looking for. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Um, but there's other books. Like there's a couple books that Ali and I read, and We Are Not Ashamed is a great one between husband and wife. And we'll have links to all these in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put this. Um, but those are great ways to just like get to dive into this topic, sexual intimacy, 
to make sure that you're understanding that this is God given. This is something that God mm-hmm. wants us to do. Mm-hmm. He's very intentional about it. There's a reason you feel these attraction. There's a reason that we're not supposed to do it before marriage and it's okay within marriage. It's very uniting. It's yeah. very bonding. It's very yeah. strengthening if it's done in the right way. Right. But if it's abused, then obviously it's it's catastrophic, right? Yeah. So it's, yeah, no, I totally agree. Just to kind of go a little deeper in that, because that's something that's so important for us to understand is like sexuality is such a good thing. Mm -hmm. We're just told like, don't do it yet. Save it. Right. Right. Because it's so important and it's so beautiful. And we don't just do it. We don't just give it to anyone. But once you're married, it's like so critical, like like Nathan just said, and it's so important. So, and I I will say, I think that I did have a little bit of the good girl syndrome. I Mm. totally thought I'd be fine. And I like, I thought for sure, like that won't happen to me. And I, I did experience that for the first few weeks, but I I will say it wears off and Mm -hmm. it's okay. Like, don't be too worried about it. I think that's part of what, like what causes good girl syndrome is if you're worrying too much, like, oh my gosh, I don't want to like just enjoy it. And then you're just like paranoid and you can't enjoy the experience. And we'll talk about that as well. But the biggest thing that I think helped me is just understanding, and it it is kind of weird to grasp, but God wants you to be sexual. He Mm -hmm. created every part of your body, including the sexual ones. Right. So So, yeah, I would say for sure, like pray about this. Yeah. Make sure you're on the same page. Make sure you're feeling good about it. It's common and it's, it's totally fine. Pray about it. Make sure you feel good about what you're yeah. doing. Understand that this is consecrated. This is a gift from God that he has yeah, given us. It's true. And to be used in the right way. And and if it's done right, it's going to, like I said before, it's going to be a huge blessing for a marriage. Bless, yeah. Sexual intimacy. And if it's done wrong, it's it's catastrophic. So sexual intimacy is, sexual intimacy and, and issues with finance is the top two reasons that couples will get divorced. So it's an yeah. issue between one of those two things. So if you can kind of make sure you get this part of your life figured out, you're going to be on such a great start. Yeah. And this Definitely. is a good way to make sure that you're understanding how important this is for your marriage and just making sure you do it in the right way and that it's appropriate yes, and loving. Yes, for sure. Mm-hmm. So like you said, we'll, we'll throw some some resources for you into the show notes. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So the next topic, sexual preparation. Yeah. Yeah. So the one, the biggest thing that I learned from my class at BYU from my professor was the most important sexual organ is the brain, mm-hmm. right? So I like that. it's kind of weird to think about, but when we think about sexuality, oftentimes we're thinking about how physical it is, but the brain and our ability to focus and like be in the moment mm-hmm. is like the most important part to like a good sexual experience. Totally. So one thing that my professor, and I've had multiple professors tell us this, like at BYU, which is, you can kind of trust that this is, this is legit because it's, these are professors who are studied men, women. Yes, exactly. (laughs) But they say a good way to prepare to be sexual is to meditate a lot because we live in just like a really busy world and it's hard to just like sit down and be calm and be in the moment and be present when we're constantly like thinking about assignments and looking at our phones and there's like so many things on our minds. So practicing just like being in the moment is a really good way to prepare for your sexually intimate moments Mm -hmm. with your spouse. Yeah, totally. Because when you're having those sexual, sexually intimate moments, you want to make sure that you're completely present with each other. You're not, your brain isn't wandering, thinking about what you need to do later. You're just with each other. And that's how you're going to get the most fulfillment, the most enjoyment out of that. So a great way to prepare is to meditate, practice, you know, focusing your breath, practice being present in the moment. Whether you do that on a walk, whether you do that, you know, in your room or whatever, just yeah. make sure you're practicing that, being mindful. Yeah. And I remember um, one time I was like chatting with some girlfriends. I think it was at like a bachelorette party, but we talked about <laughs> how like a lot of girls and, and I'll talk more about this too when I talk about things for you girls to know, but um, a lot of girls, we get really like anxious and we're, um, we, we're kind of overthinkers, a, a mm-hmm. lot of us. I'm sure guys are the same way, but especially with girls. And so 
it's nice to be able to just like calm down and enjoy the moment and not be so worried about like, okay, like at the end of this, am I going to like climax? Or am sure. I going to have an orgasm? Like what's going to like just so focused on the outcome. But the best way to have a, like a beautiful sexual experience is to be in the moment with your partner connected. Yeah. Like regardless of the physical outcome, mm-hmm. um, the emotional connection that comes, like that's what we're striving for. Totally. So, totally. So just prepare yourself, prepare your mind, your spirit, your body, like Absolutely. just try to be prepared for that and know that also that it comes with time and, and you'll like strengthen those mental muscles mm-hmm. with time yeah. as well. No. So a great, that's a great, really, really important. Make sure you're prepared mentally, prepared to be present in the moment, being really mindful. And like I mentioned with our last topic too, there's some resources that are really helpful. TheMarriageBed.com, check that out. That's going to kind of dive more into like positions and like the how-to and like, you know, just having a great experience and that's, but it's all clean. That's a really great resource. And then those other, those two books too, Between Husband and Wife and We Are Not Ashamed are two great books where they're going to talk about almost everything you need to know about, you know, sexual intimacy in a great, healthy Christian way with God. And you're going to make sure that's going to be really helpful as well. So Allie and I are not going to dive into like, the how-to on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> but if, you're, up to you guys to if you are interested and curious to learn a lot more about that, check out those resources. Those are going to be great, great resources for you. Definitely. Okay, so the fifth topic is things to have. And I don't mm-hmm. think people talk about this very much. So yeah. Nathan, do you want to talk about those yeah, five so things? The first one is have good lubricant. Okay. And this I think- is so I, important. It is really important. And some people don't know about this, but make sure you have good lubricant. That's going to be- Yeah. So a lot of girls, and I might talk about this in a little bit too, but a lot of girls worry about like it being painful the first yeah. time you are intimate. And like the number one reason that it would be painful would be if like you don't have enough lubricant or if you're too tense mm-hmm. and you're like really tight. And yeah. so anyway, so that's part of also why it's important to be able to just be relaxed yeah. and in the moment. For sure. But some there's two good brands and we'll, we'll link these, I guess, or yeah. find a way to put them in the show notes. But mm-hmm. Astroglide is a good one, that's the one yeah. that we use. And then Cocoa New is like a more natural lubricant that I've heard a lot of yeah, good things Coconut about. oil. People use coconut oil too. So coconut anyway, oil, yeah. yeah so, find, find some kind of lubricant. We'll have some links for so you. That's so important. Yeah. That would be really important to make <laughs> sure you have make a good it experience. not hurt and feel better. Yeah, yeah, totally. Number two, have some towels or some wipes. We just grabbed like the like little like 99 cent towels from yeah. Walmart, I think. Yeah, so it's good to have anyway. something just in case you want to. You clean things up. It gets a little messy. Yeah. And that's okay. That's normal. <laughs> totally normal. Just be prepared to. Um, we also put down some things you might want to have just to make sure like you have a great experience too. So things like candles or music or mints, romantic things help set the mood. Yeah. Or you, if you have like, if you were given lingerie and you want to wear that, sure. right? Like things that Obviously, will help you. you don't like, don't have an expectation that you need to have those things. That's just if you guys talk about it and you yeah. said you want to do that. If that's going to help you like relax. I think totally. with women too, like we have this expectation and the more like a lot of girls, we think like, okay, the hotel room needs to be cute and decorated mm-hmm. and candles and needs yeah. to be beautiful like in movies. And so control the things you can control. And if that's going to help you to feel more calm and be like, okay, like this is great. We're having like a fun moment together. Yeah, totally. Then do that. Right. Right. So. And I would also add to that list handcuffs. No, I'm just kidding. I'm <laughs> no. just kidding. I'm Do what you're comfortable with. No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> anyway, next one: be make sure you're in a private or comfortable setting. So you want you don't want. Anyway, you get yes, the idea of that. Yes. Just make sure Hopefully it's a good. Hopefully, you've got like a hotel room or just like a bedroom that's for just sure. you guys. That I you think can just be comfortable. And I think yourself. when things are clean and organized, you're more relaxed. You're more comfortable versus True. if it's like messy and just disorganized. You're trying to focus. It's gonna be really hard to be in the moment if everything is like yeah. chaotic. So just make yeah. sure you're in a good, comfortable, private place that's clean and you'll, it'll be a better experience, I think. Definitely. 
And then last one, condoms if needed. If so you if you guys them. don't yeah. have other birth Just control. Be yeah. Sure. We don't want you to be like, oh, like accidentally have a honeymoon baby. Like there's yeah. nothing wrong with getting pregnant totally early fine. on if that's what you want. <laughs> right. But if it's not what you want, don't yeah. don't make that so, mistake. For yeah. sure. Okay. So now that's kind of the five things that you can do together. Uh, mm-hmm. That's not really a comprehensive list, but it's just some yeah. of the things that we've come up with. Mm-hmm. There's lots of things, but you guys, for sure. so those hopefully will be a good starting point. And just to repeat those again for you guys, number one was having conversations, discussing it, making sure your expectations are dialed in. You're on the same mm-hmm. page. Number two is figuring out what you're going to do about birth control. Three is the good girl, good boy syndrome. Just kind of being aware of that. Educate yourself about it. Educating yourself about it. Praying about that. Four is the sexual preparation. So meditating, being mindful, checking out those resources we talked about. And then the fifth one was just those things you should have and know. Allie's going to dive into the more women. women. Yeah. Things that uh, like people really didn't talk about that I have found out along the way. So the first thing to know, and you may have heard this to an extent, but boys and girls are very different, especially Mm -hmm. sexually. And that's a great thing. I think there's yeah. like a reason that it is yeah, that I way. Wanna, I, if I'll touch yeah, this. I know this is kind of for women, but I think that that is very, very intentional. And Allie's going to try yeah. to dive into this. But just to kind of give you a little metaphor, guys are kind of like a microwave when it comes to sexual intimacy and women are more like a crock pot or like an oven. Like guys are quick. It can be really, really They can become aroused very quickly. Exactly. Yeah. Versus women where it takes a little more time, a little more effort, a little more care and attention to detail. But I think it's really, really intentional. I believe that God designed us that way because in order for us to have the best sexual experience, you really need to be focused on your partner. Yeah. Being unselfish, loving them, treating them the way they want to be treated, making sure their love tanks are filled. And that's the way that... Sorry to cut into totally. Allie, That's okay. Yeah, yeah. I totally feel that's intentional. No, I agree. I think that's so important. And it just came to my mind, there was this like chart that my teacher used in my class that he showed like a, not a diet, like a graph that showed like the sexual experience mm. of, it starts with like feeling a little bit aroused and then... Or maybe it starts with like excitement, then arousal, and then orgasm or climax, climax, mm-hmm. orgasm. Anyway, but like it's kind of like imagine this upside down you, this like, is it called parabola? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a parabola. <laughs> and the guys, like their peak is usually happens sooner than the girls right. naturally. I feel like mm-hmm. you're on the same course. So, so that, and I'll, I'll dive into that now, I guess. But like I said, girls and boys are very different. And so, it's really easy for a guy to be aroused. Guys are aroused by like, it doesn't take much. Sure. But girls, we need for the like most a lot part. more. For, yeah, for the most Sometimes part. Sometimes it's different. And if yeah. you're if it's different for you, that's totally fine. <laughs> that's this okay. is just kind of like the on the average. Yeah, yeah. And this is just something that like, we just assume that we're going to be exactly the same. And mm-hmm. throughout your life, as like your hormones change, guys become like it. You guys, basically you level out when you're like in your 40s and you guys mm-hmm. are the, the exact same amount of <laughs> sexual, sexual interest. Drive. And, yeah, it's interesting. But anyway, so because the man is more like easily aroused, it's important that like the woman focuses on like foreplay and like yeah. getting in the mood. It just takes a little bit more. So like most guys, like they enjoy foreplay, but they don't need it. Right. Yeah. Like it's not as essential, but for right. girls, it's really important. And if you don't know what foreplay is, it's just like the stuff you do before you're intimate. Yeah. It's probably a lot of what you do when you're dating, which is mm-hmm. why you're probably always so like aroused and excited, but you don't do anything, which like hopefully if you're saving yeah. yourself. So foreplay is really important and focusing a little bit on yourself, but also on your partner. Something I've learned over the two years <laughs> that we've been married is when I focus too much on myself, then I'm like constantly worrying about like, oh, am I going to finish? Mm-hmm. Or like, does this, is everything going exactly as planned? And like yeah. so rigid. And then, but when I just focus on like Nathan or if I like, I'm not thinking as much about myself. I'm able to just relax. But yeah, so girls and boys are different. And then in terms of just anatomy, like I said, 
you're not going to get aroused as quickly. So take your time and just try to stay calm because Mm -hmm. if you're tense, it it could be like a little bit more painful and you just want to be as relaxed as possible. But yeah. And then I'm trying to think what else, but. Well, I would say one thing I would say too, is that I think there's a pretty common misconception that men and women have completely like different sex drives. Like men are way more driven sexually Mm -hmm. than women. But when I I actually was able to go to it with Ali to a couple of her classes and they're kind of showing through data that it's actually pretty, it's pretty similar. Like for the most part, the sex drive for both men and women is about the same. That's true. And so that's important too, that not just thinking like all men are just like sex crazy and women are just like prudes. No, it's usually, it's about the same point. It's just kind of like they're the way they want to enjoy themselves sexually is a little bit different. And so just kind of find that balance between the two people. Mm -hmm. I think that's where you're going to have the best sex life and the best marriage possible, I'd say. Yes, definitely. And then the other thing that comes to mind, and this is going to, I'm just going to like say the, like the terms that are like the medical terms, but like women have to be stimulated by their clitoris mm-hmm. and that's like a pretty small organ. Yeah. And then men like anywhere on their penis is like very easily aroused. So yep. it's, it just takes a little bit of time and just be patient with yourself as you figure out like the best way to become aroused. Like for the women, if you mm-hmm. aren't already like pretty aroused, it takes, sometimes it takes like stimulation and foreplay yeah. beforehand in order for you guys to kind of like level the playing field right. so that when you are having intercourse that it's, it's sure. a better experience. Right. And Ali, something Ali's kind of talking to me about and something we've been talking about is like with the love tanks when we talked about the five love yes, languages. Is important. Making sure that the love tanks are full. Like especially guys, like if making sure your woman's love tank is full is a great way to have a great sex life. Because if she is feeling like happy and loved and she's full of love, like she's going to naturally kind of come out physically. I would say like at least that's yes, for us in our relationship. So totally. if things aren't like yeah. clean, yeah, go ahead, Ali. I was just going to say foreplay doesn't have to be in the bedroom. Yeah, totally. I'm really glad you said that. Like foreplay happens foreplay can be happening throughout the entire day through like a really sweet text like hey i I wanted to let you know i love you and i'm grateful for you or like bring your wife flowers one day or like whatever like make the bed or do little things that will meet whatever her love language is Mm -hmm. do things throughout the day and she's gonna be reminded of like how much she loves you and then hopefully that will lead to a good sexual experience totally as well so yeah, in and out of the bedroom, foreplay can happen mm-hmm. and it's super important. Um, and it goes both ways for yeah. sure. And I think as you like, as you serve your partner, you become more attracted to them as well. For so sure. The last, very last thing I was going to say is that's really interesting that I didn't know is that the female body is capable of having like a much longer orgasm than the male body is and like multiple orgasms. Whereas like men, they'll be able to have an orgasm faster, but then they need time to kind of like recharge mm-hmm. and usually like I don't know if there's ever, if you've ever watched a movie where it seems like they're just like making love all night or something. That's not really realistic. Like right. it's pretty quick and like the orgasm won't last as long for him. So that's why it's important. If women can get there first, then totally. that's better. That is better. Yep. So no. that's enough of that. That's kind of some basic things about women. Mm-hmm. If if you guys ever have questions, you can DM me. I know that sounds weird, but <laughs> you yeah. can let me know. But honestly, just just keep that in mind that that you guys are different and that's okay. And that's a great thing. But everyone is like that. It's not just you. It's mm-hmm. not like you have this issue where you're not able to get warmed up quickly. Like just, yeah. just take some time totally. and, and figure it out together. And I'll say now kind of dive into guys. For the most part, guys, you're, you're going to have a great experience. Like it's not going to be True. super like for women. It's it can be tougher for like a woman to have an orgasm. It takes a lot more like work effort. There's it's a little more intricate and complicated. And so I would say like for you guys, like just focus on your on your wife. Focus on making sure she's comfortable, making sure she's happy, making sure her love tank is filled. She's feeling love from you. She's feeling confident. She's feeling beautiful. And that way, 
you're both gonna have the best experience because you're you're probably gonna you're gonna have a good experience you're gonna feel good let's you know let's be real you're gonna have a good experience so just focus on her make sure she's happy and she is just feeling so comfortable and confident and that's gonna be that's gonna benefit you too so definitely just make sure you're focused on her and then i will say this too this is kind of a personal experience for me i did a little did some research i was using those resources like i told you guys and i kind of knew about that and wanted to focus on Allie. and so i was really focused on trying to have her like help her have an orgasm and help her like feel good and and i was like and i was kind of fanatical about it like i was hyper focused or hyper fixated on that and so it ended up bringing like a lot of pressure for us like on our honeymoon and on our wedding night because i was so fixated on like helping her to finish and so it caused like some stress and strain within our relationship just like sex wise for the first couple of days and so just like understand that kind of comes back to the meditation and like being present in the moment like i was so focused on like the finishing the end making sure she felt good making sure i did a good job and that Mm -hmm. i satisfied my woman and that kind of a thing it was kind of a pride thing and a selfish thing that i let that get in the way of just having a beautiful sacred loving experience because i was so fixated on making sure that like she finished like not that's a bad thing to focus on and like but i was so fixated on it It, that i couldn't get past like yeah i was just gonna say it became like this thing and i think this happens to a lot of couples where it's like if we don't if this experience doesn't end in orgasm for both of us Mm -hmm. then it was a failure right and that's like so not true like a sexual intimacy is about being intimate it's not always about like reaching this like climactic moment together of like you're both having an orgasm it's this like amazing thing like you see in movies like that's great and that will happen from time to time but Mm -hmm. it's very very unlikely that that happens every single time you're intimate like it takes a lot especially (laughs) not the first time yeah Yeah. it takes a lot of practice it takes a lot of focus like Mm -hmm. you said like you have to be in a good mind space you have to feel a lot of love for your partner you have to be so connected for that to happen and so it became like like Nathan said, like he was really worried about it. I was really worried about it. And every time that I didn't have an orgasm, I was like really sad. And yeah. like he felt really guilty. And it was like, oh, we felt. And that's probably why it took a little longer for us mm-hmm. to like figure that out because we were so hyper-focused on it. Totally. So yeah, I think I think you're so right, Nathan. Like the more that we can just enjoy the experience and not have an expectation that right. we have to have an orgasm, like there's there's kind of a safe balance you don't want to like yeah. be fine with five years down the road you've never had an orgasm like right go go talk to somebody totally but anyway yeah, yeah i agree with that and i will say this too something that's really i think helped us i think that helps a lot of couples when it comes like sexual intimacy is like putting some humor into it like it's a fun yeah. it's a funny be able thing. To laugh it off <laughs> be able to laugh it off be able to enjoy it like be able to like laugh about it and laugh together and understand that like especially if you're if you've been abstinent and you've this is going to be your first time. You're not going to be great. You know, it's let's not going to be like the movies. Let's be real. Yeah. It's not going to be like the movies. And maybe it is. Maybe for you guys, maybe you're an outlier. It wasn't but for, for us. For most of us. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ouch. But no, <laughs> for most of us out here, like the first time, first couple times, you're not really going to know you're what you're doing. You're just figuring it out. You're just figuring it's it out. totally fine. There's I mean, think about curve. like your first kiss when you're, I don't know how old you were, but when you're younger and you just don't really know what you're doing. It's yeah, the same thing. And totally. As time goes, you practice and you yeah. figure it out and you become a great kisser. For Same sure. thing goes with intimacy. And that's the special thing about getting about like being married and having like breaking like have like try what I'm trying to say here. Like being sexual intimacy, being sexually intimate with, with your partner for the first time with someone that you're married to, with yeah. the expectation understanding that we're gonna be doing this our whole lives. We're gonna be learning together, we're gonna be growing together. Yeah. It just is so much more comfortable versus like doing it with a girlfriend or boyfriend it might just be like someone that's not permanent and it could be there one day gone the next day yeah. like when you're married it's like okay we know like we might not be great right now but we're gonna figure We've it out got this our whole we lives got our whole lives mm-hmm. this out. we got our whole lives to enjoy this and we're gonna get better and better and it's yeah. gonna be a great blessing for us and for our marriage yeah i also think that there's like this element of like 
I trust you and I know you're not going anywhere. And if like, I'm not perfect, you're not going to like be mad or judge me or like be disappointed in me. Like if I'm not, if I don't perform or if you don't perform perfectly or whatever, there's this level of like, I love you and I'm committed to you for life. Mm -hmm. And it's like the safe space where you can just explore. That's something my professor talked a lot about is like being creative, trying new things, being able to explore and like trusting each other and just feeling safe. I mean, who who doesn't want that, right? And that we're not talking just about like, intercourse we're talking about the whole experience of just like trusting each other and being so vulnerable with each other Mm -hmm. and just with one person that's just like such a bond that you can't find anywhere else that's so special and something to look forward to absolutely and something to not be so fixated on just an orgasm because it's so much more than that absolutely no i love that so guys my three tips for you number one focus on your wife make sure she's happy comfortable feels beautiful feels confident number two don't be so fixated on getting to the end and like making sure that like you did a great job and that you can pat yourself on the back. Just focus on the moment, be present, enjoy it, understand you're not going to be perfect and just kind of and just do your best and have a good time. And then number three is just to put some humor into it. Like make sure that it's not always so serious, not always so like important or so whatever, just put some humor into it, make it, make it a fun, enjoyable experience for, for both of you and you're going to have a lot better, better time. Totally. So that kind of wraps up Mm-hmm. this episode i hope you guys enjoyed like i said it wasn't a totally comprehensive list but hopefully somewhere to get you guys started yeah. thinking about it and i think the most important thing is that you talk with your partner about it right um get totally. on the same page it's it's your experience no one else is so for sure get on and the same page. hopefully it wasn't too graphic sorry if maybe <laughs> yeah. we should have given you a little warning that we we're gonna kind of dive into it so hopefully it wasn't too graphic and hopefully didn't stimulate you to do anything naughty right now wait till you're <laughs> married be strong it's worth the wait be, be disciplined that's and right. once you finally do get married and you've waited and you're saved yourself, it's going to be so beautiful. Totally it's worth the wait. It's going to be a great wait. moment. Yeah. And uh, totally Definitely. worth the wait. So Definitely. we hope you enjoyed. Like always, if you guys have any questions, reach out to us. We would love it if you would leave us a review. Helps us to grow. Helps us to know what we're doing good, what we're doing not so good, where we can improve. So definitely, definitely leave us a review. That's very yeah, helpful for us. So. For sure. Okay. And we will see you guys in two weeks. Okay, guys. Bye. Thanks.